Now, if you never heard of ClimateGate, I'm quite frankly not surprised. After all, it got fact-checked into oblivion and memory hold quicker than you could say Hunter Biden. Now, what had happened is that the University of East Anglia basically had a breach and a hacker released thousands of emails that, well, made the global warming community look really, really bad in the sense that they were cherry-picking numbers and making things look worse than they actually were. So, like I said, it got me thinking, what happened to ClimateGate? What was the end result? And I happened to stumble upon this article here, which was released roughly a decade after the ClimateGate scandal. Now, around the same time as the ClimateGate scandal, you had this article coming from Das Spiegel, which is a very liberal website in Germany. Climatologists baffled by global warming timeout. Global warming appears to have stalled. Climatologists are puzzled as to why average global temperatures have stopped rising over the last 10 years. Some attribute the trend to a lack of sunspots, while others explain it through ocean currents. Now, I seriously doubt an article like this would ever see the light of day again from Das Spiegel or any left-leaning publication, which makes me really wonder, what the hell was going on? Now, I've always been kind of skeptical about the man-made global warming thing. After all, the Earth's climate does change over time. There was a point in time where the Earth was very, very cold, and also another point in time where the Earth was very, very hot. So this could be just a natural cycle of the Earth. I mean, the ice caps have not always been here, but we act like they have. So indeed, things like the ClimateGate scandal just make me all that much more skeptical of man-made global warming. I'm not saying that it's not a thing. It potentially could be. And I'm not saying that we don't contribute to it because I'm pretty sure we do. It's just to the level of which science is saying that we do. Now I'm going to go and state the obvious. I'm not a climate scientist. Through my anthropology degree, I have studied it a little bit. But by no means am I an expert, and I do encourage you to go and do your own research. So let's go and get into this article. Now, I'm not going to go and cover the entire thing because it is rather lengthy, but there's some areas I do want to highlight. And I also want to talk about how it was very quickly, I wouldn't say debunked, but how the fact checkers tried to debunk this as quickly as possible. It's the 10th anniversary next week of the 2009 ClimateGate email dump that exposed top client scientists chicanery and subversion of science and did so in their own words and out of their own mouths or keyboards. I'll list a few emails of infamy shortly, but first comes the background. The ClimateGate emails hit the blogosphere just a month before the Copenhagen summit was scheduled to lock Western countries into Kyoto Mark II, a legally binding commitment to renewables from 2012. ClimateGate destroyed the warmest moral high ground and reinforced the natural reluctance of most governments to upend their economies with emissions controls. The Copenhagen circus fell apart, resolving merely to take note of the exhortations to action by Obama and like-minded leaders. The mainstream media strove to ignore and bury the climate gate revelations. The climate establishment ran half a dozen inquiries with limited briefs and ludicrous lack of rigor, all of which purported to clear the climate scientists of wrongdoing. 
But even today, 10 years after, scientists faithful to their calling and disciplines can only shudder at what ClimateGate revealed. Those who subverted the scientific method were not French players, but at the pinnacle. They were doing the archetypical studies, proving catastrophic human cause, catastrophic warming, C-A-G-W, and shaping the content and messaging in the six yearly reports of the IPCC. So I bet you're asking yourself, so Ian, what does this have to do with the Great Reset? And quite frankly, it has everything to do with the Great Reset. They know the coup is temporary and they need a longer running crisis, that being the environment, the environmental crisis. And we also know that CNN is willing to push the lie as uncovered by Project Veritas. I think there's just like a COVID fatigue. So like whenever a new story comes up, they're gonna latch onto it. They've already announced in her office that once the public is will be open to it, we're gonna start focusing mainly on climate. Um, uh, climate, like global warming and like that's going to be our next like um, I don't know like what's the word I'm looking for? Um, it's our it's going to be our focus like uh, like our, our focus was to get Trump out of office right without saying it that's what it was right so our next thing is going to be for climate change awareness what does that look like I don't know I'm not sure I, I have a feeling it's just going to be like constantly showing videos of like decline and ice and weather warming up and like the effects it's having on the economy and, and really talking Who decides about it. that? Head of the network, like just... Who's that? Is that Zucker? Zucker, yeah. I imagine that he's got his council and they've all like discussed like where they think... Um, so that's like the next pandemic like story like that will yeah that will will be to death but that one's got longevity you know what i mean it's not like there's a definitive ending to the pandemic or you know like it'll taper off to a point that it's you know not a problem anymore probably think it's going to take years so they'll probably be able to milk that for quite a bit you know so so Climate change overload. Okay. Be prepared. It's coming. <laughs> so why is this being pushed so hard? I don't know. Is it is it directly linked to the Great Reset? Maybe. I have no proof. It's not in that video. Obviously, fear sells, as he said in other videos. But ultimately, they want to use global warming to destroy capitalism to institute global communism. That is quite a claim I'm making, but that's going to be in my next video. Right now, I just want to focus on ClimateGate because ultimately the whole thing with global warming plays into the Great Reset. The hacked or otherwise revealed email archive spanning the prior decade was stored by the University of East Anglia's Climate Research Unit. The CRU co-compiled the HADCRUT Global Temperature Series along with the UK Met Office Hanley Center. This data set charting alleged global warming in fractions of a degree was a key input into the climate computer models forecasting 
doom-laden heat for this century. The model forecast continues to exceed actual measured warming. Based on these dud model forecasts, the West is now spending 1.5 trillion a year in quest of zero CO2 emissions. I honestly don't know if zero emissions is something that is even achievable. This seems like it's something that is pie in the sky. And even if we find a way of going and pulling carbon out, what's the impact going to be to the Earth? Because there is a natural carbon cycle to the planet. Today, anyone questioning the colossal enterprise is told to respect the science. Be a good boy and believe the science. That's what this sounds like to me. It sounds a lot like religion. Don't question it. Just believe it. And that's not how science works. For example, today we're told that warming of 2 degrees Celsius above pre-industrial levels is some sort of tipping point of doom. Phil Jones, director of the Climate Research Unit, emailed on September 6, 2007 that the supposed two-degree limit was plucked out of thin air. A throwaway line in an early 1990s paper from the Catastrophist at the Potsdam Climate Impact Institute. Now, let's go and take a look at how they went and subverted the peer review process. ClimateGate showed how warmest scientists gamed the peer review process to ensure a monopoly for their views. When two papers contrary to their consensus were published, CRU director Phil Jones and a circle pulled out all the stops to get the editors sacked and prevent such papers being considered by the IPCC, Jones, 8 July 2004. I can't see either of these papers being in the next IPCC report. Kevin and I will keep them out somehow even if we have to redefine what the peer review literature is. U.S. colleague Dr. Michael Mann, author of the influential but wrong hockey stick graph of the past thousand years temperature, July 3rd, 2003. It seems clear we have to go above the skeptic author Chris DeFritis. I think that the community should, as Mike H. has previously suggested in this eventuality, terminate its involvement with the journal at all levels. Reviewing, editing, and submitting, and leaving it to wither away into oblivion and disrepute. The Freitas at the University of Auckland served as Deputy Dean of Science, Head of Science and Technology, and for four years as Pro-Vice-Chancellor. He also served as Vice President of the Meteorological Society of New Zealand. Then in 2011, a second set of emails were released, which further backed up what was said in 2009. Now, this article is coming from Forbes. A new batch of 5,000 emails among scientists central to the assertion that humans are causing a global warming crisis were anonymously released to the public yesterday, igniting a new firestorm of controversy nearly two years to the day after similar emails ignited the climate gate scandal. Three themes are emerging from the newly released emails. One, prominent scientists central to the global warming debate are taking measures to conceal rather than disseminate underlying data and discussions. Two, these scientists view global warming as a political cause rather than a balanced scientific inquiry. And three, many of these scientists frankly admit to each other that much of the science is weak and dependent on deliberate manipulation of facts and data. 
Regarding scientific transparency, a defining characteristic of science is the open sharing of scientific data, theories, and procedures so that independent parties, especially skeptics of a particular theory or hypothesis, can replicate and validate asserted experiments or observations. Emails between ClimateGate scientists, however, show a concerted effort to hide rather than disseminate underlying evidence and procedures. Director Jones of the CRU, according to this article, went and destroyed emails that were requested by the Freedom of Information Act. I've been told that the IPCC is above the National FOI, Freedom of Information Act. One way to cover yourself and all the other workings in AR5 would be to delete all the emails at the end of the process, writes Phil Jones a science worker with the United Nations International Panel on Climate Change, IPCC, in a newly released email. Any work we had done in the past is done on the backs of research grants we get and has to be well hidden, Jones writes in another newly released email. I've discussed this with the main funders, U.S. Department of Energy, in the past, and they are happy about not releasing the original station data. The original ClimateGate emails contains similar evidence of destroying information and data that the public would naturally assume would be available according to the freedom of information principles. Mike, can you delete any emails you may have had with Keith, re AR4, UN Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, fourth assessment? Jones wrote to Penn State University scientist Michael Mann in an email released in ClimateGate 1.0. Keith will do likewise. We will be getting Casper to do likewise. I see that CA, the Climate Audit website, claims they have discovered the 1945 problem in the Nature paper. The new emails also reveal the scientists' attempt to politicize the debate and advance predetermined outcomes. The trick may be to decide on the main message and use that to guide what is included and what is left out of the IPCC report, writes Jonathan Overpeck, coordinating lead author of the IPCC's most recent climate assessment. I gave up on Georgia Institute of Technology climate professor Judith Curry a while ago. I don't know what she thinks she's doing, but it's not helping the cause, wrote Mann in another newly released email. I've been talking with folks in the States about finding an investigative journalist to investigate and expose skeptic scientist Stephen McIntyre. Mann writes in another newly released email. Now, the counter argument to all this is that this is simply being taken out of context. And I do believe that context is important. And this is something that the fact checkers do point out when they go to try and debunk ClimateGate. This is coming from factcheck.org. The message, which spans 13 years, shows a few scientists in a bad light, being rude or dismissive. An investigation is underway, but there's still plenty of evidence that the Earth is getting warmer and that humans are largely responsible. Some critics say the emails negate the conclusion of a 2007 report by the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, but the IPCC report relied on data from a large number of sources, of which the CRU was only one. Now, one thing that the fact checkers don't point out in this article is what if the other sources are also cherry picking data and that's how you're able to get to the same conclusion, regardless of the CRU just being only one of the data sets? Now, I'm not saying that is actually the case. I'm just merely being skeptical. The emails being cited as a smoking gun have been misrepresented. 
For instance, one email that refers to hiding the decline isn't talking about decline in actual temperatures as measured at a weather station. These have continued to rise, and 2009 may turn out to be the fifth warmest year ever recorded. The decline actually refers to a problem with recent data from tree rings. Skeptics claim this trove of emails shows the scientists at the UK Research Center were engaging in evidence tampering, and they portray the affair as a major scandal, Climategate. Saudi Arabian climate negotiator Mohammed al-Sadan went so far as to tell the BBC, it appears from the details of the scandal that there is no relationship whatsoever between human activity and climate change. He said that he expects news of the emails to disrupt the UN climate summit in Copenhagen this month. An article from the conservative-leaning Canada Free Press claims that the stolen files are proof of a deliberate fraud and the greatest deception in history. But the end result is that the Copenhagen summit was actually disrupted by ClimateGate. We find such claims to be far wide of the mark. The emails, which have been made available by an unidentified individual here, do show a few scientists talking frankly amongst themselves, sometimes being rude, dismissive, insular, or even behaving like jerks. Whether they show anything beyond that is still in doubt. An independent investigation has been conducted by East Anglia University, and the head of the CRU, Phil Jones, has stepped aside until it is complete. However, many of the emails that are being held up as a smoking gun have been misrepresented by global warming skeptics eager to find evidence of a conspiracy. And even if they show what the critics claim, there remains ample evidence that the Earth is getting warmer. Even as the affair unfolds, the World Meteorological Organization announced on December 8th that the 2000-2009 decade would likely be the warmest on record, and that 2009 might be the fifth warmest year ever recorded. The hottest year on record was 1998. This conclusion is based not only on the CRU data that critics are now questioning, but also incorporate data from NASA and NOAA. All three organizations synthesize data from many sources. Now, I tried to see if maybe they had another article on ClimateGate 2.0 on factcheck.org, which they do not. One of the things that is not addressed is that the fact that these climate scientists were going and deleting emails. And that, to me, is kind of suspicious. Another issue that is not addressed is the politicization of climate change by the scientists themselves. Now, is this a smoking gun that climate change is a fraud? I honestly can't say. But I do think that there is enough evidence to be skeptical. Because the one question that needs to be asked is, if the CRU is manipulating the data, are other scientists and other organizations doing the exact same thing? Going through and deleting emails and hiding practices and procedures is something that does concern me, because if there is a scientist who is skeptical of climate change, well, they need to be able to go and try and recreate what was found. This is basically peer review, and this is something that is very important to the scientific process. Now, if the Earth is truly getting warmer and it is mankind's fault, the evidence should be able to go and back this up, and third parties should be able to use that data to validate it. But that's the problem. 
because there is a political angle to this. And that's something we're going to be talking about in more detail in my next video. And that's pretty much all I have for tonight. So make sure to tune in next week as we continue to go down this rabbit hole and find out why they're using global warming to try and destroy capitalism. This is Ian signing off. Thanks for watching. If you're new to the channel, we have a deep content library that includes interviews with everyone from Mike Cernovich to Megan Murphy, so go check it out. If you'd like to see more, please consider supporting the show by visiting unsafespace.com donate. You can find us on all the major social media platforms, at least for now, and you can find a community of like-minded individuals on our Unsafe Space chat on Telegram. See you there. Warning. This is an unsafe space. Dangerous ideas have been detected. The content of this production has not been authorized by the cathedral. Pay no attention to it. The following co-conspirators have been unpersoned and marked for cancellation. As a reminder, continued association with cancelled individuals is strictly prohibited. Violators will be subject to fair and objective sentencing, which may include cancellation, re-education, and compassionate liquidation. If you think about it, no one should be allowed to express opinions. But don't. Think about it, I mean. That's not your job. Thinking has been scientifically proven to be less efficient than compliance. Did you know that deer no longer wear Kevlar vests? Only we do that. So you won't need that silly thing anymore. Why not hand it over? Computer voice Curtis, never mind, that last line is fake news. Please disregard it and return to your safe space immediately. There will be cake.